WBBI and online at WBBI.com. I'm ready. High School Basketball is brought to you by Blanchard Valley Health System, Cooper Service, Warner Automotive, Frickers, Roto-Rooter. By Iron Workers Local 55, Northwestern Water and Sewer District, Wilson Tire, Grit. By MJ Brown Construction Company, Premier Bank, Financial Design Insurance Agency, Schaefer's. By Snyder's Flooring Outlet, Ohio Automotive Supply, Seneca Millwork. And by the Ropey Corporation. Ready? Let's go. Let's go live to high school basketball on Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI. And online at WBVI.com. Welcome out to Hopewell Loudon High School, your site for tonight's action in high school basketball. Tonight, we have an SBC River matchup. Tiff and Calvert taking on Hopewell Loudon. Calvert 12-3 on the year, riding a six-game winning streak. They beat Fremont St. Joe in their last game. Hopewell Loudon 11-3 this season so far. They're also riding a six-game winning streak. Their last game, a big win over Gibsonburg. These teams played earlier this season on December 15th. Calvert won that matchup in Tiffin. Last score of 53-48. to 48. This is SBC River Basketball and Classic. It's 967 WBBI. ESPN 1430 AM 105.7 FM. WFOB Lance Morris, Matt Cobb here with you. Matt will join me here in just a little bit as he was stuck by one of those pesky trains coming into town here tonight into Bascom for this matchup here tonight between Calvert and Hopewell Loudon. Been a little more than a month since these teams last played and shapes up to be yet another very good matchup here in the SBC River. Both teams have been playing very well the last month plus, each winning six in a row for each of those teams. So it's going to be a good matchup here tonight between these two teams that, as Matt would like to say, they straight up do not like each other. No love loss between these schools and will be set up to be yet another good matchup here tonight because we did have our starting lineups being introduced here for Calvert. Caden Otterbacher, Nick Palm, Harry Schultz, Gavin Wagner, Jacob Rombach, your starting five for Calvert head coach, John Otterbacher, for Hopewell Loudon, their starting five, similar starting five to what we've seen from them all season long. Carter Yarborough, Blake Barrier, Braylon Martinez, Donovan Elmore, and Evan Kreese, your starting five for Hopewell Loudon, their head coach is Roger Jury. Calvert in their away blue uniforms with the white numbers. Hopewell in their home white uniforms with the red numbers and the gray and red down the sides as Hopewell Loudon will win the tip. They'll be attacking the basket to our left from our courtside position here at Hopewell Loudon. They'll go inside to Donovan Elmore on the right block. His turnaround, Jay, will not fall, but he will draw the foul, and he'll go to the line for a pair of free throws as they call that foul on Gavin Wagner for Calvert to start off this matchup, and that'll send Donovan Elmore to the line. A 56% free throw shooter coming into tonight as he'll knock in his first of two, and he had been very much on the lower side of the free throw category earlier on in this season, but really in that game against Oldford is when things started to turn around for him. He had made only five free throws coming into that game. He made five free throws in that win on the road against Oldford a few weeks back as he splits the pair this time. One to nothing, your score. Hope well out in the one nothing lead. 7.43 left to go here, first quarter of action. The Calvert basketball attacking the basket to our right here from Hopewell out in high school. It'll be Nick Palm with it on the right wing. Now he'll get the screen from Otterbacher. Palm now brings it towards the middle of the key area. Now up top, we'll swing it around for Jacob Romback now for Calvert. Ends up back in Palm's hands after a little give and go. Barrier pressuring him outside as we now see referees start to count down on the five-second call. Won't get a call this time as Palm's able to bring the ball around. Now it'll be Romback with it up top for Calvert. 
He'll get the screen now to Schultz. Doesn't create a whole lot of separation as it's almost turned over. It's Kate Nodderbacker had to range over to the sideline to bring that one back in for Calvert. One to nothing is the score. Seven minutes to go here first quarter. Hopewell, the one-point lead over Calvert as Calvert looking to get their offense going in the half court. Harry Schultz will drive left side. His layup will not fall. Wagner's rebound, and he tries to go up as well. He doesn't get it to go, but this right back, Wagner will draw the foul, and he'll go to the line, so a little bit of a reverse from what it was on the other possession as it was Donovan Elmore drawing the foul. Now Elmore will actually they'll call the foul on Braylon Martinez as both Elmore and Martinez were in the area, but that sends Gavin Wagner, the sophomore, to the free throw line. His first free throw is off the mark, so it doesn't put Calvert on the board with that shot. And also like Donovan Elmore, the free throw percentage for Gavin Wagner also right at 56% coming into tonight's game. He'll try and get Calvert on the board with his second free throw, and he will not be able to do that as he'll miss both. And Elmore gets the board. Hopewell Loudon will take it the other direction to 6.45 to go here. Opening quarter of action. Evan Kreese will bring the ball up the floor this time for the Chieftains. He'll have it on the left wing. Elmore posting up down low on the left block. Doesn't get the look this time. Three-pointer. Much too strong that time from Hopewell, but long rebound will be brought in by Carter Yarbrough, so he'll stay with the Chieftains with six and a half to go in the opening quarter. They lead one to nothing. Still looking for the first field goal of the game as Yarbrough pumps eight for stepping back to the left wing. Down in the corner, left side for Barrier. Now up top for Yarbrough. He'll launch the three, and he'll make the three from up top. And that'll put Hopewell's lead now 4-0 with 6-10 left to go here. First quarter of action. Palm dealing with the full court pressure provided by Carter Yarbrough from Hopewell Loudon. We'll see Palm cross the timeline for the Seneca as they get it to Wagner just outside of the right elbow. Now he'll bring it out towards the wing. Wagner still yet to put the ball on the deck. Now he'll get it up top to Schultz. He'll swing it to Caden Otterbacher up top. He'll bounce it down. Round back right side. He'll drive baseline. Goes up and under. Now to Palm in the left corner. He'll drive baseline now to Palm. And he will touch that baseline as he was driving towards the hoop and get possession right back over to Hopewell Loudon with 5.42 left to go here first quarter of action. 4 to nothing is the score. Hopewell Loudon the 4 nothing lead here on both WBBI and WFB. Lance Morris here with you. Matt Collin will be joining me here shortly as he gets through the winter weather in the area that has put both Seneca and Hancock counties at a level one weather advisory. In the corner, Yarbrough another three, this time too strong. Rebound grabbed by Priest to stay with Hopewell. They get it to Martinez. Martinez, pull up Jay from just inside the three-point line. Up and good. 6-0 is your score now. Hopewell Loudon the lead over Calvert. 5-10 left to go here at first quarter of action. We'll see Palm cross the timeline for the Senecas. So they're looking for their first points in this one after missing the free throws from Wagner and a couple other shots as well. That'll be Otterbacher with it up top. The junior will try and cross over Yarbrough. Now gets it to Roundback. Roundback will pump fake. He'll go up over the contested shot. Won't get it to go. Ends up getting his own miss though on the long rebound. Gaten Otterbacher, he'll pump fake. He'll step to the side. He'll take the three. It'll be off the mark. Rebound going to be grabbed by Evan Kreese. Hopewell now back the other direction. 442 left to go here first quarter. Up ahead in transition. Barrier laying up and good with the foul. Adding on to the Hopewell lead. 8-0. All Chieftains thus far. 438 to go here in quarter number one. Maybe in one basket for Blake Barrier. They call that foul on Harry Schultz. Some barrier line for the and one free throw opportunity. A 65% free throw shooter is Blake Barry. He'll cash in and one free throw. Nine to nothing. Now the score. Hopewell Loudon with the lead with 435 left to go here. Corner number one. Nick Palm will bring the ball up the floor this time for the Senecas. He'll cross the timeline. 
Bounce now, Caden Otterbacher with it, left wing extended, he'll pass fake. Now he'll put the ball on the deck, bring it towards the top of the key. He'll bounce it towards Schultz, who cuts right side. He'll float it up and get that one to go from about 10 feet out, as that'll be the first points of the game for Calvert. They trail 9-2 to two with 4-12 left to go here, first quarter of action. See a couple subs next to that ball as well for Calvert. Hope will allow it in on the offensive side. Now they'll get his crease on the cut. He'll fling it up, won't get a friendly roll. Rebound grabbed by Otterbacher for Calvert. He'll fling up it ahead to Harry Schultz. Schultz, spin move down inside. Able to finish with the nice move with his offhand with the right hand. Second basket for Schultz. He'll cut down the deficit for Calvert to five with 3.47 left to go here first quarter. Calvert trailing now nine to four as Hopewell goes back the other direction on the offensive side. It'll be Carter Yarbrough stepping back. He won't take the shot this time for the Chieftains. He'll get his Blake Barrier left corner. He'll drive left towards the baseline before bringing it back towards the top of the key. And stolen away by Nick Palm. Calvert now going in transition. Palm's laying up and good. And just like that, a 6-0 run for Calvert after a 9-0 run for Hopewell to start this one. That'll put it at 9-6 your score with 3.18 to go here in quarter number one. It'll be Hopewell ball. Driving baseline will be Carter Yarbrough. He'll bounce it inside to Elmore and we'll have a jump ball. Possession arrow will... Keep it here this time. I know it actually go the other way for Calvert as we'll see Wagner check out along with Otterbacher for Calvert. And we see now Kevin Ardner check in along with Carter Wolf. First two off the bench for Calvert with 3-10 to go first quarter. They trail 9-6. And after a 9-0 run from Hopewell, Calvert comes right back with their own run to make it that 9-6 score. It'll be Harry Schultz with it on the right wing for Calvert. They'll swing it towards Ardner on the left side now. He's working on barrier, now on top for Palm. Palm goes inside to Schultz. Schultz backing down Elmore before they go back outside to Palm. Palm, he'll find now Wolf. They'll swing it back over to Palm on the right wing with 2.45 to go in the first. Calvert trying to tie this one up with a three or cut it down to a one point game with a two. Driving right side, now bringing it back towards the wing. We Palm will go inside to Jacob Roundback and they'll call a foul inside. And that one looks like it'll go, that'll go on Martinez as well. So that's gonna be his second. We'll see now, Will Nutter hop off the bench and check in for Hopewell Loudon. So he will presumably be checking in for Martinez, and Martinez wants an explanation because I thought that foul, I really thought both fouls that were called on Martinez would go against Donovan Elmore, but fortunately for Martinez, it'll be his second foul here with 2.34 to go in corner number one. Inside, up and good for Carter Wolf, but we lost power to the scoreboard, at least one of the scoreboards. That makes it now 9-8 to eight with 2.25 left to go here first quarter as uh, game of runs thus far. Hopewell a 9-0 run to start this one off. Calvert comes right back with an 8-0 run. Turnaround Jay off the mark from Evan Kreese for Hopewell. Now back the other direction for Tiffin Calvert with 2-12 left to go. First quarter chance to take their first lead of the game as they trail 9-8 with now 2-0-6 to go here in the first quarter of action. It'll be Jacob Brown back with the top of the key. It's thrown away by Blake Barrier. Barrier in transition. Pump fakes and he'll go up. He'll get it to go but they will, looks like they'll call a foul. And instead, as they call a foul on Elmore in transition, so I don't give possession back to Calvert with 159 to go here in first quarter of action. As Matt Common has joined us here, as he's in the building but is not on the headset just yet. We'll have him join here in just a moment with 152 to go. First quarter, Calvert trailing nine to eight here to Hopewell Loudon. We'll get it on the right side now for Ardner. Ardner will swing it up top now to Keaton Otterbacher. Otterbacher finds Ardner up top. He'll hand it to Palm. Reset things for the Seneca's offense with 138 to go in the first. We see down inside Carter Wolf post up as 
They'll push that one out of bounds. It'll stay with Calvert. They'll inbound from the baseline with 135 to go here in quarter number one. And to eight is the score. Calvert with the one-point deficit as they look to take their first lead of the game here on this possession, on this baseline out-of-bounds play, and wide open, but he won't take the shot Will Morgan as now they'll get it up top. Ardner backing down from the top of the key, now finds Palm. Palm will reset things in the half court with 125 to go in the first quarter. Right side, now we get into the corner. Now enter it, Morgan on the block, but he won't get that one to go as it was much too strong for Morgan. Also, didn't draw a foul in his favor either. That'll give possession back to Hopewell Loudon with 117 to go in quarter number one. Nine to eight is the score. Hopewell Loudon with the one-point lead here on both Classic at 96.7 WBVI and ESPN 1430 AM 105.7 FM. WFOB, Blake Barrier will bring the ball over the floor this time for the Hopewell Loudon Chieftains. So get into the corner. Yarbrough launching the three. That's too strong. Long rebound grabbed by Caden Otterbacher. Calvert back the other way. 102 to go first quarter. They trail this Calvert 9 to 8. Caden Otterbacher, pump faking right elbow. Now brings it back up top. Now in the corner. That'll be Wolf. He'll swing it to Palm. Palm has it on the right wing. He'll pump fake. Morgan trying to establish some post position on the bigger Donovan Elmore. Won't get an inside look this time. Palm, he'll bounce it over. Left side, Caden Otterbacher with it with 43 to go in the first quarter. Now they'll find Palm open for the left corner. Three up and good for Nick Palm. That'll give Calvert their first lead of the game. 11-9, your score. 32 seconds remain in quarter number one here from Hopewell Loudon. See Carter Yarbrough across the timeline for the Chieftains. Trailing for the first time in this one by an 11-9 score. Down to 22 seconds remaining in the quarter. So I can see Hopewell Loudon settle for the final shot of this opening period. Yarbrough is maintaining his dribble out, out to towards that Chieftain logo. Now he'll bring it over to the left side with nine. Barrier handing it to Evan Kreese up top. Kreese trying to keep away Otterbacher. He still has it with three. He'll take the contested shot, and that will be off the mark, and that will do it for the first quarter of action. 11-9 is the score. Calvert with the lead here through one quarter of basketball here at Hopewell Loudon. We'll step aside for a quick timeout. We come back, start of quarter number two here from Hopewell Loudon. You're listening to high school basketball on both WFOB and WBVI. Everyone wants clean water, but are you doing all that you can to keep it clean? The Northwestern Water and Sewer District reminds you that flushable wipes are not flushable. They don't break down in the treatment process, plus they can damage your plumbing, which can cost you hundreds to fix. So next time you go, remember, do not flush the wipes. Toss them in the trash. It's a small step that you can take to protect our water. A message from the Northwestern Water and Sewer District. Think you can't qualify for a car loan because of your past credit, bankruptcy, divorce, even repossessions and charge-offs? Well, think again and turn the corner to Warner. Warner Buick GMC can help you find the money you need for a car. Call 419-423-7161. That's 419-423-7161 or apply online at warnerbuickgmc.com. Let Warner help you get a car today. For price, selection, and service, Warner won't be beat. Back we are here to start quarter number two from Hopewell Loudon. 11-9, your score, Calvert. The two-point lead here as we start quarter number two. Lance Morris, Matt Calvin here with you on Classic. It's 96.7 WBBI and ESPN 1430 AM, 105.7 FM. WFOB foul on Caden Otterbacher here just 12 seconds into quarter number two. Calvert with the 
Two-point lead, but it's Opa Loudon ball. And Matt, I'm not sure exactly when you got here, so what exactly was your uh, thoughts from that first quarter? Uh, first quarter definitely looked like a good nail-biter. Caught the last, like, two, three minutes of the quarter. So I was able to see a good back and forth in those moments. Side note, roads are horrible. Yeah, <laughs> Please drive are. carefully out there. No more turnaround shot off the mark. It'll be Calvert the other direction with 7.35 to go in their first half of action. It'll be Calvert basketball up top. It'll be for Wagner. Wagner swings it over left side. Now over into the Otterbacher in the left corner. Wolf with it up top now for the Santa Kills. We'll swing it to Wagner. Wagner, entry pass looking for Harry Schultz. He actually was posting a Yarbrough. The pass will end up being stolen away by now Will Nutter. And we'll see Hope allowed him to go the other direction. 7-10 left to go here. Second quarter of action, 11-9 remains the score. Calvert with the two-point advantage. The area bring the ball up the floor. Crease open for the three. That'll be off to the left. Rebound back by Wagner. Calvert the other way. And Calvert's doing a really good job of keeping Crease out of his comfort zone, which is in the paint, on the elbows, trying to attack the basket. Crease still yet to get on the scoreboard for Hopewell. Calvert goes inside to leave. Morgan is shot a little too strong. Rebound is actually going to be saved by Wolf, but looks like he'll run out of room on the baseline, get possession back over now. Two Hopewell Loudon with 6.44 to go in the first half of action. We'll see Carter Wolf check out Nick Palm back in for Calvert. And we see Braylon Martinez back in for Hopewell. He'll come in for Donovan Elmore. Martinez will have to be careful already having two fouls against him with 6.44 to go in the first half. Yeah, but you don't you need Martinez out there. I mean, the way he plays the point position, the way he plays off ball for this team, and especially defensively, he really brings a little bit extra. You definitely need that on the floor right now against Calvert. Area goes all the way inside. Won't get that one to go. Rebound will be grabbed. Calvert will go the other direction in transition with Palm. Palm now will slow things down as it gets into the corner. Caden Otterbacher launching. A little too strong that time on the three. Rebound is grabbed by Yarbrough. Now we'll see Hopewell Loudon go the other direction. Almost poked away. Yarbrough able to maintain possession as they'll trap him in the corner. Martinez swings it over. Barrier. He's open for the right wing three. Up and good from Blake Barrier. That'll get Hopewell the one-point lead with 6.05 to go in. The first half of action, Coach Jury will take the 30-second timeout with 6.07 to go. First half of action, 12-11, to 11, your score. Hopewell back on top by one. Lance Morris, Matt Common here with you. Classic, it's 96.7 WBBI, ESPN. 14.30 a.m., 105.7 FM, WFOB. And Matt, not that we're a surprise, but very much a complete back-and-forth game here so far. It's it's a rivalry game. Had I been here for a pregame as opposed to braving the elements Yukon Cornelius style, I would have said that you can throw records out the window for this game. It's going to be a knockdown drag out. You, you can always tell the level of rivalry game based on Coach Roger Jury's outfit for a particular game. If he's rocking I like his the, outfit's pretty standard all the time. It is, but it depends if he's rocking the suit coat. Sometimes he'll just go with the button down and the tie, but if he goes the full suit coat, you know he knows it's a, a means business kind of game. But more importantly than that, these are two of the tops in the SBC. They're very talented. They got some good players across the board. You'd expect nothing less in this kind of matchup, especially both teams really at full strength finally. And not only that, each team a six-game winning streak coming into the night. Certainly helps things too. Nick Palm over for the top of the key. Three up and good for Nick Palm as he knocks down his second three of the game. He's got eight. Calvert's lead back to two. And I think you got to talk about Nick Palm becoming the guy for this Calvert squad. Yarbrough comes up with a floater that'll tie it right back up 14 apiece with 540 left to go first half. Yarbrough, he's he's drawn the rough gig tonight, having to guard Nick Palm, who when he can get going, he can single-handedly take over a game entirely. Calvert basketball, Palm over for another three, up and good as he gets that one to go with a little bit of contact. 
from Yarbrough as now Palms got 11. Cowards lead back to three with 5.15 to go in the first half. Oh, like I said. <laughs> Barrier enters it inside to Elmore. Elmore turnaround shot off the mark. Rebound tipped around, eventually reined in by Calvert. Palm will take the other way with 5.05 to go in the first half. Definitely a better attack from Elmore there. So I'd like to see him go towards the basket as opposed to straight up and away from it on a fadeaway. Spalm will bring it back towards center court, slow things down in the half court for this Calvert offense with 4.50 to go in half number one. They lead 17-14 to 14 over Hopewell Loudon. It'll be up top again for Palma after it's swung around a couple different times. He'll lose his dribble, goes inside to Wagner. Wagner with it on the left elbow area, working on Nutter. He'll fling it over now. Schultz, he's open from deep. He'll knock it down from the right wing. Another three ball for Calvert. Their lead up to six with four and a half to go in the first half. Live by the three, die by the three. Calvert certainly has been a three-point heavy team this season. Right now they're doing just fine with it. Out inside, Barrier doesn't get that one to go for Hopewell Loudon. Goes right back the other direction for Calvert with 4.15 to go in half number one. They lead 20 to 14 over Hopewell Loudon. And see Coach Otterbacher calling for the timeout now with 4.12 to go here in the first half. It'll be a 30-second timeout, so we'll again keep it right here on Classic 96.7, WBBI and online for WBBI.com. Also, WFOB 1438 105.7 FM, WFOB. It's a full timeout, but we'll keep it right here so Matt and I can uh, talk about uh, the game we have tonight, which is, of course, a now six-point lead for Calvert, but we also will go our separate ways yet again for a couple good basketball games tomorrow. Yeah, we'll do have some good ones tomorrow night. Should be a pretty good matchup uh, down in New Regal. That's the one that I got. I believe that's what, New Regal Gibsonburg? New Regal Gibsonburg, yeah. Uh, that, that should actually be a very good one. A, a deceptively important one in the SBC this season as both teams, you know, they're up there. I wouldn't necessarily say they're top, top tier, but they're up there. And certainly well, could, New Regal certainly on the girls' side, very much down compared to some of years past. Very true. That's throwing me for a curveball, man. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I know teams are able to have, like, down years every now and then, but uh, New, New Regal has been about as steady as she goes my entire time out here. So seeing them having a really down year like they are, it's it's disrupting my reality in some instances because I'm just, I'm just not used to it. But, no, for the actual game tomorrow night, I mean, New Regal-Gibsonburg should be a lot of fun, should be very entertaining. And I've got uh, Van Lue against Van Buren, so it'll be my first chance uh, this year to see uh, Jerome Klepfer, what he's been doing, only averaging 29 points a game, you know, no big deal. He is must-see TV. You're going to have a blast watching him. Um, we'll cross the timeline as we resume action following the timeout with 4.03 to go in half number one. It's Calvert basketball. We'll swing it up top for Nick Palm. He's got 11 of the 20 so far for the Senecas. Otterbacher with it, left wing. He wants to go inside. It's poked away. Ends up back in Otterbacher for his hands. He'll cross-court it over to Palm. He'll take another three. That one a little off the mark to the left. They're out grabbed by Yarbrough, and we'll see Hopewell Loudon go the other direction. Yarbrough doesn't have the numbers as he slows it down briefly. He'll get it into barrier right corner for the Chieftains. Now up top for Kreese. Kreese still looking to get his name in the scoring column thus far for Hopewell Loudon. He'll drive right side, finds barrier on the cut. He'll pump fake. He'll find Elmore, who lays it up and in over the side of the defense from Otterbacher. Cuts it deficit down to four. 325 to go first half. I don't necessarily want to say that's a give and go. That was more like a dodge, duck, dip, dive, dodge. Giving it to Elmore there, but a good play from Hopewell. There was a lot more to it, but in all actuality, it appears as a give and go. It was a glorified give and go, but it was very elaborate. Round back with a good pump fake, but doesn't get enough room to launch that shot inside for Calvert with three minutes left to go here first half. Calvert leading 20-16. to 16. Wagner down inside. He'll lose the handle. Yarbrough comes away with a steal again for Hopewell Loudon. 
in transition. A big amount of contact between both Yarbrough and Schultz. It looks like they'll call Schultz for the foul. Yeah, they get Schultz on the foul, and they're going to say that Yarbrough was getting ready to be in the act. So going to be sending him to the line to shoot, too. And good, smart play by Yarbrough, trying to get into some semblance of a shooting action. Paul's saying, no, he was clearly on the a non-shooting play. but Well, not only that. I think he extended his arm a little uh, little more than it appeared. And let's put it this way. Which is bang, why I said bang, there was play. contact on both sides. There was a bang-bang play historically that goes in favor of the, je- the player with the ball in that instance. Doesn't necessarily mean it was probably the right call <laughs> in that moment. Rombach and Wagner check out for Calvert-Wolf and Ardner back on the floor for the Senecas. Yarbrough knocked his first of the two free throws. The second one up and good as well. That'll make it a two-point game, 20-18, 2.50. Left to go here first half. Calvert, the two-point lead. I got to tell you, I know it's been a quiet night so far for Gavin Wagner, but he's one of those young men that really impresses me on this Calvert squad. I really think they might have something special with him. Left side for Caden Otterbacher now for Calvert. They'll swing it over to Schultz now right side, dealing with some tough defense. They'll get it down into the right corner. They'll enter it inside to Caden Otterbacher. Back out now, Palm. He'll have it on the right wing, extended with 2.25 to go in the half. He'll go inside. He'll bounce it inside. And Wolf up the top. He'll have his shot blocked. Rebound grab. Second chance off the mark as well. But Calvert will draw the foul and now go to the line. It'll be Nick Palm going to the charity stripe with 2.19 to go in the half. And Elmore draws the foul there. Good hard foul on his part, trying to go for ball. And Caden Moore of Nick Palm's head than anything else. And this is very important with... Hope a lot for Elmore. Once he breaks that first foul, it's kind of like the seal breaks on him. It's, you need to see how he holds his own going forward because sometimes he rallies and he's just fine. Other times, things go off the rails quick and we'll be at two or three fouls within a minute, minute and a half. First free throw off the mark from Palm at the line. Typically one of the better free throw shooters for this Calvert squad. His second free throw will also be off the mark. So there are a couple misses from Nick Palm and he'll Remain the score of 20 to 18. Calvert still the two-point lead. Crease inside. He'll finally get his name in the scorebook. Tied up at 20 apiece with 2.10 to go. Very uncharacteristic misses from Nick Palm there. But, you know, good play in transition for Hopewell to get to Crease, get his first points of the night. Calvert will set up things on the offensive side with 155 to go in the first half of action. All mounted up 20 to 20 here at Hopewell Loudon High School. Palm will enter it inside. It'll be Otterbacher with it. Right block. Working on barrier. Turnaround shot. Up and good. From inside for Caden Otterbacher. Calvert back up by two. I really like when Otterbacher goes in the paint. I think he's a lot more athletic than he gives himself credit for with his ability in the paint. Turnaround shot from Elmore off the mark. Calvert right back the other direction with 90 seconds to go in the first half. They have a two-point lead, 22-20. to 20. Enter it inside the Wolf. Wolf. They'll look to distribute, finds Palm. Palm contested three. That won't touch anything. And we'll go all the way out of bounds. And we'll go back over now to Hopewell Loudon with 119 to go in this first half. Calvert leading again by two. And if you ask Coach Otterbacher, I think every Hopewell Loudon player tipped that ball on its way up. But at least he was having some fun with Evan Crease about it. Hopewell will bring the ball up the other direction with 110 to go in the first half. 22 to 20 the score. Hopewell trailing by two is get a foul called up top against Palm. That'll be his first. I'll tell you what, for Nick Palm, he, he definitely needs to be careful because he's been pretty animated talking with the officials so far in this game. You do not want to get on their short list of getting calls against you quick. 
Barrier with it right side after the inbound. He'll find Martinez. Martinez to Yarbrough. Wide open left corner for the three. That one goes a little too strong. Rebound was tipped around and grabbed by Barrier. Barrier then able to lay it right up and in with the lefty lay it. All tied up yet again. 22 apiece. 50 seconds to go in the first half. A little bit of a misstep there from Calvert. It looked like they already thought they could get into the offensive set. Didn't have enough bodies down there to defend against Barrier. Nick Palm with it on the left wing extended for Calvert. 37 seconds to go in the first half. Palm will drive baseline, go up, and his shot sent right back by Crease as we'll see Hopewell go in transition for Barrier. Now he'll slow things down on the left wing. 25 to go in the half, and the three-pointer will be a little strong that time from Barrier. Long rebound, another one will be grabbed by Hopewell Loud, and Barrier down inside to Yarbrough. And I'll bring it back out to the left wing with 15 seconds to go in the half. All knotted up, 22 apiece, 10 seconds remaining. Easy opportunity here for the last shot. Yarbrough with it up top for Hopewell. They'll call a little hand check foul up top against Carter Wolf with 6.5 to go in the half. Had a tough call there against Carter Wolf. I mean, that was just good defense, but Yarbrough, again, we've seen him do some pretty good moves for a junior to try and draw some contact or to call it as a reach in. Barrier will inbound, he'll throw it to Crease. Crease working from the block. He'll turn around, shot it, doesn't get a friendly roll. Wolf gets the board, and we won't see Calvert do anything. And that will do it for the first half of action. All knotted up, 22 apiece is your score through one half of basketball here at Hopewell Outing. Oh, good thing I didn't miss anything since apparently it's a tie ball game going into the half. That part makes it a little easier for it, doesn't it? It certainly does. <laughs> makes me feel not as bad, that's for sure. But, no, a good first half between these two teams. Very back and forth. You can straight up tell these two teams just don't like each other. I mean, that goes without saying. But more importantly than that, you see that it's a very, very, very equal talent level between these two squads. No surprise that you have Hope Alon at 11-3 and, and then Calvert at 12-3 and on the season that these two teams are this evenly matched. They match up well. Very similar play structure. I mean, make no mistake about it, Coach Hotterbacher, very talented coach. He's done a lot of great things. Where'd he learn the ropes from? Coach Jury, just on the other side of this bench, back when he played. So it's there's a lot of similarities between these two squads. Not much of a surprise we've seen both of them at their peak have at a tie game right now. With that, we'll step aside for a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll have our own at halftime report, and then shortly after that, back to start the second half here from Hopewell Out. And again, all tied up 22 apiece here through one half of basketball between Hopewell Loud and Calvert. You've been listening to High School Basketball on Classic at 96.7 WBBI and ESPN 1430 AM 105.7 FM WFOB. It's 10 p.m. and oh shoot, you didn't make that appointment for your aching knee. Guess what? Northwest Ohio Orthopedics is making it easier for patients to schedule their appointments. Online scheduling is now available. Hop online and schedule right away with whatever day and time works best for you and your family. The new online scheduling benefit is available at all six NWO locations. Finlay, Tiffin, Fremont, Fastoria, Bluffton, and Bowling Green. NWO is always working to make things easier for their patients. Go online, schedule, and bam, done. Seneca Millwork is now hiring. They have third shift general labor positions available with a starting pay of $17.51 an hour with a $0.25 shift differential for the third shift. Seneca Millwork offers medical, vision, dental, life insurance, and a 401k contribution. Apply online at SenecaMillwork.com or apply online through Indeed. Come work at Seneca Millwork located at 300 Court Place in Faustoria and part of the Ropey Holding Company family. 
Have you tried Campus Poly Eyes with their world-famous stuffed sticks? Campus Poly Eyes is at 339 South Blanchard Street and are serving up their award-winning pizza, amazing stuffed breadsticks, subs, salads, and more. Campus Poly Eyes is now delivering all over Findlay, and they offer a great selection of beer and wine for dine-in customers. Voted best restaurant, period, by the BG News three of the last five years. Campus Poly Eyes at 339 South Blanchard Street. Stop in and taste heaven. Roto-Rooter is always the first name you think of when you have problems with your sewer system or any other household drains. Tim Munger and Roto-Rooter will thoroughly clean your sewer system, sink, shower drains, and toilets. The Mungers have been serving the Faustoria and Seneca County area for over 60 years. Give Tim Munger a call at 419-435-3360. That's 419-435-3360 for all of your drain cleaning needs. And away go troubles down the drain. From the Ohio News Network, this is the Ohio Education Association Tonight in High School Hoops. Now here's your host, Eric Reeser. The Ohio High School Athletic Association is the governing and administrative body for middle and high school sports in the Buckeye State. In 2007, the OHSAA says there were about 16,000 licensed referees. Fifteen years later, the OHSAA says there are only about 13,000. Coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic, the need for officials has never been greater. I'll speak with the OHSAA's Director of Communications, Tim Street, on the possible reasons behind the shortage, as well as what can be done to alleviate the problem. That's next. This is the Ohio News Network. I'm Scott DeMauro, President of the Ohio Education Association. On behalf of our 120,000 members, OEA is proud to sponsor tonight's game. We know high school sports play an important role in shaping young athletes' lives. And we've all seen the difference Ohio's educators make in their students' lives every day. Whether they're in the classrooms or coaching on the basketball court, Ohio's educators are dedicated to empowering their students and providing them with opportunities to learn, grow, and thrive. For that, we say thank you. This is Doug Ute, Executive Director of the Ohio High School Athletic Association. High school coaches can be the biggest influence on kids having a positive experience in sports. Sports set the foundation for life lessons that remain long after playing days are over. This is Gene Smith. Please join Life Sports at The Ohio State University and the Ohio High School Athletic Association as we partner with the Susan Crown Exchange on its Million Coaches Challenge. Get involved and learn more at go.osu.edu backslash coach beyond. Is O-N-N. The Ohio High School Athletic Association oversees sports for more than 800 high schools and more than 750 middle schools across the Buckeye State. One of the most important things with any athletic event is having the proper number of trained and qualified officials. Athletic referees are in greater demand with things returning to normal following the COVID-19 pandemic. Tim Streed, the communications director for the OHSAA, says the shutdown was tough on everything, including the number of officials at their disposal. Yeah, we've had a slow decline in our overall numbers for a few years, but then the pandemic really was uh, tough on our officiating uh, community, which, which is uh, older to begin with. Um, the average age of our officials is 51, and so that demographic is certainly going to be impacted more uh, by something like a pandemic. So uh, we were already on a slow decline, and then the pandemic certainly sped that up. So we're really trying to replenish those numbers. Tim says they've lost about 3,000 referees over the last 15 years, a number the OHSAA actually needed to increase by in that same time frame to ensure efficient operations. Tim says some sports have been affected more than others. Some of our sports, uh, we are desperately low, and that would be soccer and volleyball and baseball and softball. 
and lacrosse. So those sports in particular, what we're seeing is a lot of games are getting canceled at the sub-varsity level because there's not an official available. So if there's in a particular area, if there's two varsity games and we have two varsity officials, but there's no other officials, then the JV games are getting canceled. So that's kind of the unfortunate side of having an officiating shortage. But we're we're definitely down uh, in numbers in all of our sports, and so that's pretty concerning because uh, as it, it's kind of cliche, and you probably see it on posters a lot, but if there's no officials, there's no game, and that is taking opportunities away from kids to play the sport they love and the sport they practice. And uh, so we're we're seeing uh, too many of those these days. For those interested in becoming an official, head on over to ohsaa.org slash officiating. Tim says they've taken steps to make the process more flexible, such as moving to an online training curriculum. When your curriculum is all online, now that allows people who maybe they, they work in the evenings and they, they couldn't get to the class. Well, now they can take the online class during the day. And the other thing we're seeing is more high schools are offering this online curriculum during the school day. And so that's been great to see. There's a lot of schools that have a good number of uh, students that are taking this officiating class. And hopefully that will will get us back to the numbers that we need to have a normal uh, interscholastic athletic program across Ohio. Tim says in an ideal situation, the OHSAA would have a total of 17 to 18,000 licensed officials at their disposal. That would provide the best athletic experience possible for Ohio's middle and high school students. If you or someone you know is interested in becoming a licensed official with the Ohio High School Athletic Association, go to ohsaa.org slash officiating. My thanks to Tim Street. He's the communications director for the OHSAA. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Eric Reeser. Our job since 1945 has been to keep our customers satisfied. Ohio Automotive has experienced staff and sales associates who can help you with our wide range and variety of parts for everything from cars to Class 8 trucks and trailers. Make us your one-stop shop and see why we've been in business so long. Ohio Automotive, your parts expert in Finley at 525 West Main Cross Street. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who answer when you call. So you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Ask Financial Design Insurance Agency in New Regal if auto owners make sense for you. We know what it takes. We've done it all. At Five Star Maintenance and Construction, we built our crew on the foundation of dedication, hard work, and pride. Pride in a job well done that exceeds our clients' expectations and is executed with precision from start to finish. Welcome to Five Star Maintenance and Construction. We have been a leader in the industry of property preservation and construction management in Northwest Ohio. Each division of Five Star has a seasoned team to tackle even the most challenging property preservation and a dedicated on-site property manager for each property. Five Star Maintenance. We know what it takes. 
Are you thinking about new flooring for your home? Snyder's Floor Covering Outlet in Bettsville is here for you. You can either come to our store or they can bring the samples to you with many new carpet and vinyl styles and colors in stock. Snyder's also offers 12-month financing and no charge measuring and estimates. Call today, 986-5599. That's 986-5599. Stop in and see our newly renovated showroom. Thank you for continuing to support Snyder's Floor Covering. Snyder's Floor Covering. No job too big or too small. Snyder's does it all. Getting ready to start quarter number three from Hopewell Loudon, 22 to 22 is the score as we're just about ready to start the second half. Lance Morris, Matt Common here with him, both WFOB and WVVI. What? Who, what? who were you gesturing to? I was telling you that the band was playing. That's why I had everything loud. I mean, the band's always playing. It's Hopewell Loudon. They bring the band down. It's always a good time. Who doesn't love a band inside a gymnasium? Me when I'm struggling to hear. <laughs> It's not anything personal against the band. I just need to be able to hear myself a little bit. You know which one is really, really good, though? We haven't been there yet. North Baltimore's. That's true. They they are fun. That, that, that's a fun pep band they have up there. Ben Pack does a good job with that. Now we are ready to resume action here for the second half. It'll be poked away. It will remain with Calvert as they attack the basket now to our left here from our position court side here at Hopewell Loudon High School. It'll be Nick Palm inbounding for the... Tiffin Calvert Seneca is he'll get it back to Palm after a quick inbound. So want to enter it to Romback. He does so left elbow. Doesn't create a whole lot of room as they'll swing it back to Romback. Now he'll go inside to Otterbacher as he has the mismatch down low on Yarbrough. Romback will step in to launch the shot. The miss inside the line. It'll come up short. So it'll be tipped around. Last touch by Hopewell. So it'll stay with Calvert under the basket. 7.32 to go third quarter. I got to tell you, if I'm Calvert, I want to attack the paint a lot more. I want to get Elmore, Crease, and maybe even Yarbrough because he plays in the paint quite a bit. Want to get them in foul trouble early in the second half to open things up. Pass will be stolen away by Barrier, and they'll actually also call a foul on Caden Otterbacher. That'll be his second with now 7.31 to go here in the third quarter score. Our main side, 22 apiece. Well, i got to tell you, first time actually seeing Caden Otterbacher up close, usually a little further away. There is no denying who he's the son of. He looks like a clone of Coach Otterbacher. My goodness. Barrier will set things up from the volleyball line for Hopewell Loudon. He'll have it now towards the top of the key after dribbling around a little bit. Now he'll lose his dribble up top now for Yarbrough. Martinez wants to find an entry pass. He will find an entry pass inside to Crease. He'll cross court it over to Barrier, who's open left corner for the three. Up and good. Yet again from Blake Barrier. Only a 19% free or three point shooter right around there at 1920 mark. That's already the second three of the game, and we'll pull back on top by three. Blake Barrier is a very streaky three-point shooter. That's why you see that 20%. I mean, in reality, if you get a little bit of the streaks out of there, he's probably close to like 30 35%. Reasonable, but not amazing by the same token. So we're going to jump ball call. Possession arrow will give it back over now to Hopewell Loudon with 6.43 left to go third quarter. Hopewell leading 25-22. And if I'm Hopewell, I'll give you what I would do the second half. They're trying to make sure anyone besides Evan Kreese will beat you. Okay. Let Evan Kreese be the point person, facilitates other people, and have someone else beat him. Be up top for Elmore now for Hopewell Loudon with under six and a half to go in the third quarter. They'll go inside of Martinez. Now back out to Barrier. Barrier swinging it around. Now it'll be Yarbrough pump faking from the left wing. Now out to Kreese. He'll launch the three. He'll make the three from the right wing. His second made basket of the game puts Hopewell Loudon back up now six with 6-12 to go third quarter. Now with how quiet Kreese has been for this game. Him moving around off ball like that is going to throw Calvert off and give him some open looks as well. 
Schultz with it on the right wing for Calvert. Now Rom back with it. Swinging it to Palm. He's open for the left corner. Three of his own. A little too strong that time. Yarbrough, he'll get the board. He'll take it the other way now for Hopewell. Loud and Barrier pulling up another three. This time barely grazes the net. Otterbacher with the board for Calvert. As I said, streaky. <laughs> Definitely a little bit of a heat check that time from Barrier as they enter inside to Wagner. They'll swing it out now. Palm open for another three. This time from the wing. Up and good again for Nick Palm. Now another three. For the senior, he's now got 14 for his first basket of the second half. Calvert steps it back to three. And certainly not a streaky three-point shooter. Nick Palm, 40% so far on the season coming into tonight. Martinez with him on the right wing extended now for Hopewell Loud with 5.20 to go in the third quarter. Barrier pump faking now has it at the free throw line before losing his dribble. Yarbrough with it. He'll pump fake as well behind the back now with it up top as he maintains his dribble. He'll and to Bayer, reset things now for Hopewell with 5.05. Left to go third quarter. They lead 28-25. to Mostly a little bit more off-ball movement from Elmore. He seems very comfortable at that elbow spot. And just like that, has a good move, gets open. It's a good move, gets open, but won't cash that one in. Calvert now back the other way with 4.50 to go here in the third quarter. They trail by three. As we've seen a couple of main threes between both teams here in this third quarter is... Palm made one last time down the floor for Calvert. He'll have it on the right wing. Down in the corner for Schultz. He'll launch the three. That one takes a high bounce and won't fall. Wagner with the board, but then ripped right away by Kreese as we'll see Hopewell back the other way. That good defense there by Kreese. Kreese now with it up top. Almost traveled before maintaining his pivot foot as now we'll put the ball on the deck and Hopewell will slow things down with 4.15 to go third quarter. They lead 28-25. Barrier with it right wing. He'll lose his dribble. Finds Elmore left elbow. He finds Martinez on the cut. Reverse lay-in. A little too strong that time from Martinez. Calvert back the other way with 4-3 to go in the third. Love the decision. Love the execution. Just a little too much strength there. As Wagner collided with Elmore. Elmore ended up hitting the deck and won't have a foul called. And Wagner then winds up with an easy lay-in for his first points of the game. Calvert steps it back to one. Coach Jury had the same question there. How was that not called? Reese down inside. Good turnaround move. Up and good from the right block. That'll put the lead for Hopewell back up to three with 3.41 to go here. Third quarter as Coach Jury takes the timeout for Hopewell. 30-second timeout, so we'll keep it here on both WFOB and WBVI. Lance Morris, Matt Common here with you. 3.41 left to go third quarter as we again see Hopewell now back on top by three. And Mattis sounded a little bit like a broken record, but back and forth, back and forth. That's what this game's been so far. Yeah, and that's what the game's going to continue to be. I really don't foresee either one of these teams breaking it open as the night goes on. It's going to be close back and forth because, again, just talk about simple facts. The similarities between these two teams is kind of staggering in terms of how they play. Hopo Ron, they certainly enjoy the three ball, but they have the big guys to go into the paint and mix things up a little bit. Tiffin Calvert, same exact situation. They got the big guys that have some decent depth. Hopewell Loudon has some decent depth. Very athletic, rangy guards. Both teams have that. Both teams kind of have a go-to score. It's You're not going to see a lot of major pull away, I think, from either one of these squads unless something cataclysmic happens for one of the teams. When you talk about the depth for both teams, and we'll talk about that here as we get a, a break in the action, but Calvert with the ball following the timeout as Romback almost travels. Or they get it up top now for Kevin Ardner for Calvert. 3.23 to go here in the third quarter. So he wants to swing it around. He'll end up throwing it away right towards Coach Otterbacher. And gets the back to Hopewell allowing with 3.18 to go in the third quarter. Talk about depth. Neither team has gone too far into their bench. Calvert has been about eight deep with Wolf, Morgan, and Ardner checking in. None of the only guy that's checked in so far aside from the starters for Hopewell. Yeah, and with the starter for Hopewell, it's 
I mean, there's some others that'll come in potentially, but I, I see Coach Jury trying to run a light bench tonight because he really wants to keep the focus, keep the energy, and keep the rhythm with his starting five. And crease from three, that one a little too strong, that won't fall. It was the other direction now for Calvert with three minutes to go here in the third corner as we'll see Palm pump fake from up top for the Senecas. He'll maintain his pivot foot now. He'll put the ball on the deck for a few dribbles. Arner bouncing it inside. Wolf, they try to trap Wolf. They won't get the turnover this time as we'll see Calvert turn it over to Palm. Palm down to Rombach, left block, working on Crease. Swings it around now. It'll be driving inside from Schultz. Back out now, Palm. Palm re-entry inside again to Rombach, working on Crease. Almost loses it again. Palm now with it for Calvert. He'll bring it back up top, slow things down, and reset with 2.26 to go in the third quarter. Great defense from Hopewell right now. Really not giving Calvert any clean looks whatsoever. Palm trying to navigate the defensive pressure as they switch and end up getting the steal because of it as Barrier comes away with it now for Hopewell Louder with 2.12 to go third quarter. Great defense. Just absolutely great defense there from Hopewell. Get it down to Crease in the corner. Now Martinez with it. He'll hesitate for launching and making the three from the right wing. Just like that, Hopewell back up by six with two minutes to go in the third quarter. I'll tell you what, Hopewell have themselves a great night beyond the arc. Very, not necessarily very uncharacteristic, but a little more so than what we usually expect from them. Just 32% coming into today, only a little worse than Calvert's 33% from three coming into today. So again, another area of the teams being very similar. It's going to be Palm with it up top now for Calvert. With 1.33 to go in this third quarter, it'll be poked away. It'll stay with the Senecas on their side with 1.32 to go here in the third quarter. We'll see Otterbacher check in. He'll come in for Rombach. Schultz checks out. Morgan takes his place for Calvert. And definitely a little bit more of an enforcer lineup out there for Calvert. Only one there misses is Gavin Wagner to really have it be a, okay, let's, let's draw some contact kind of unit. See what Calvert does with a handful of their bench guys now on the floor. Otterbacher with it up top. Now he'll enter it inside. Now they get into the corner for Palm. The three comes up short. Rebound grabbed by Kreese. Hopefully the other way with 115 to go in the third. They lead by six. Must have heard me. Gavin Wagner getting ready to check back in. Down inside Martinez with the jump stop. Won't get a shot off. Now it'll be Kreese with the left wing extended. Now brings it back towards the wing. Briefly drives inside. Maintains the ball on the floor with the corner now as he works around Otterbacher. Gets Otterbacher in the air. Martinez now open for the left wing. Three up and good again for Martinez. Another three from the sophomore. That'll put the lead now up to nine for Hopewell with 46 to go in the third quarter. 30% from beyond the arc so far this season. And I'll tell you what, as a young man, he definitely has a nice stroke on that deep shot. He could really do something good in the future here for Hopewell. Calvert now will have it up top with 30 seconds to go in the third quarter. They trail 36-27. to Caden Otterbacher with the left wing. He'll find Wolf. He'll take the elbow jump shot. That one won't fall. Priest comes in to get the board for Hopewell. They go back the other way with 18 to go in the third. So we'll now see Hopewell out and slow things down just a bit as we get down to 11 seconds remaining in the third quarter. Barry with it, right wing extended. Crease calling for it. He'll get it inside. Working on Otterbacher. Cross courts it over to Yarbrough. His corner three will not fall. Rebound is grabbed, and that'll do it here for the third quarter. 36 to 27 is the score. Hopewell Loudon pulls away to now take a nine-point lead heading into the fourth quarter of action. We'll go ahead, step aside for a quick timeout to come back. Start of the fourth quarter here from Hopewell Loudon. You're listening to high school basketball on both WFOB and WBVI. 
My name is Carrie Malligan with Harold Floriana Funeral Home. In 1975, my father, Jeff Floriana, married my mother, Candy. That's when he not only committed his life to her, but our family business. Jeff, along with my husband, Tony, carry on our family's tradition of commitment and pride in our community. A lot has changed since we began in 1904, but one thing hasn't. Our promise to take care of you before, during, and after a death occurs. Stop in our call to get information on pre-planning your future. Let your wishes be known and help ease the burden of your loved ones. Same location we've always been, on the corner of Tiffin and Union Streets in Faustoria. Harold Floriana Funeral Home. We're here for you. For over 100 years, iron workers have been building America. Do you have what it takes to be an iron worker? Do you like to work with your hands? Do you like to be creative and solve problems? Do you like to be outdoors and don't mind getting dirty? With starting pay of $18 an hour and with medical and retirement benefits, there are iron worker jobs available in Northwest Ohio. To take your career to new heights, call the Iron Workers Local 55 Training Center at 419-382-3080 and build a better future. 36 to 27 is the score as we start the fourth quarter of action from Hopewell Loudon High School site for tonight's action between Hopewell Loudon and a Tiffin Coward. Hopewell now with a nine point lead, 36 to 27. Here's where we're about ready to start the fourth quarter. Lance Morris, Matt Common here with you, Classic Hits 96.7 WBVI and ESPN 1430 AM 105.7 FM. WFOB back and forth game map, and Hopewell starting to pull away a little bit. Yeah, Hopewell is definitely starting to pull away three ball. Certainly working in their favor towards the back end of that third quarter. And Calvert's just unable to get a clean look to the basket during that time. As Calvert was actually limited to just five points in that third quarter. As they had 22 before the start of the third. And they only have 27 now. It'll be Calvert ball to start this fourth quarter. Under inside to Wagner. But Wagner gets tied up with the Arbrough. And being no call goes the other direction now for Hopewell Loudon with seven and a half minutes left to go in this one. Nine point advantage for the Chieftains as they've been able to work things around outside. It'll be Martinez with it. He's knocked down a couple of those threes here in the second half. We'll try another. That one won't touch anything. Rebound got by Schultz as we see Cabot go the other direction. Home across half court. They'll now bring it towards the left wing. Briefly had time in transition, but won't quite have the numbers to try and get anything going. It'll be Schultz now with it on the right wing. They'll bring it back up top and bounce it to Palm. Left wing extended. Down in the corner. Now they'll work it inside to Wagner, but they'll call a little push foul down inside against Will Nutter for Hopewell. Uh, Will Nutter wondering about that one. He's like, oh, Wagner was leaning into me. That's not really a push. So you see Donovan Elmore check in. He'll come in for Carter Yarbrough on the Hopewell side with 6.58 left to go. Hopewell the 36-27 advantage. Pretty solid substitution here as you have Elmore come in for Yarbrough, get the height out there for Hopewell. Wagner with it up top now for Calvert. He'll get it over to Palm, reset things in the half court. They'll enter it to Wolf. He'll be double teamed. They'll swing it around to Otterbacher, but they'll call a travel instead as Otterbacher actually did make the three, but they call a travel right before the ball ended up getting to him. A little bit of a tough call there. It'll be the other direction now for Hopewell after the travel. They lead 36 to 27. 640 left to go. Up top for Blake Barrier. He'll try and work around Palm and gets away from him and launches up a little layup, but won't get it to go. Rebound ground by Calvert. They go the other way. Bit of a bad decision there by Barrier. A little bit of hero ball there that was unnecessary. Get it to Otterbacher over for the left corner three. A little too strong that side after making the shot right before the travel the last time down the floor as we'll now see Hopewell go back the other way with 6.15 to go as we'll see a little foul call this time on Palm. That's going to be his third with 6.16 to go. Uh, that's a big one there. That's a big one. Actually, I think it is his second on that. I could be mistaken. 
But still, seeing the fouls called in bunches right now against Calvert. Barrier will inbound for the Chieftains. He'll throw it in towards Nutters. He was the only one open up top. Now Barrier will re-grab it after the inbounds. So Enter it to Evan Kreese, right block extended, working on Otterbacher. He'll go up, comes up short, gets his own miss though, second chance also off the mark. He'll get another opportunity as he flings it up again and getting the friendly roll on the third chance. That time for Hopewell Loud and their lead up to 11 with 5.55 to go. Well, you know what they say, fourth time's the charm for Kreese as we're going to have another foul called against Nutter. And that's exactly what we'll see with 5.50 left to go. Second foul on Nutter in the last two minutes. I fundamentally disagree with that foul. I think it's really just because of the mullet more than anything else. I think it's because of the mullet. They'll throw it into Wagner off of the inbound. He'll find Palm. Palm now with it near the left elbow area, driving all the way inside. Schultz open for the three. Up and good for Harry Schultz. Another one from outside. Calvert steps it back to eight. 5.35 to go. Big, big basket there from Schultz. They needed that one. Schultz now finds himself in double figures with 10 as Barrier ends up losing the handle and Coach Jury ends up taking the timeout with 5.31 left to go. 30-second timeouts. We'll again keep it right here on Classic at 96.7 WBBI ESPN. 14.30 a.m., 105.7 FM, WFB with 5.31 left to go. An eight-point lead for Hopewell Loudon over Calvert. Lance Morris, Matt Common here with you for tonight's matchup. And, Matt, again, you, you've said it a handful of times, the live by the three, die by the three mantra. And when Calvert's gotten the open threes, they've made a good amount of them, but haven't been able to get as many shots off in this second half because of the defense we've seen and the adjustments made by Hopewell. Yeah, and the catch is that Hopewell made adjustments that would take away those clean open looks. It's forced them to do a lot of off-ball movement that tries to open it up with some screens, some different give-and-goes, and they're just not getting them right now. They just straight up are not. There's nothing that Calvert's necessarily doing wrong. It's just really what Hopewell's doing right defensively. It's taking away those really nice open looks, and even when they do get some open looks, it's not from ideal positions. It's a corner three. It's way too deep into the wing, closer to the corner, where you're not getting that good angle, that good clean look at the basket as you put it up. For Calvert, pretty historically, I mean, with the past couple years with Ronsky being the only exception, they're really a from left wing to right wing, top of the key type of three-point team. That's just where they're most comfortable shooting it. And Hopewell's really taking those away from them so far this second half. So threw it into the backcourt. Does Hopewell Loudon following the timeout as we get down to 525. Left to go. 38-30 is the score. Hopewell Loudon with the lead and with possession. The up top for Nutter. Nutter being given some space by Wagner before he puts it on the deck. Now over to Kreese. Kreese gets a little double slip screen as he brings it now to the left side. He'll find Martinez. He drives baseline as he goes up. And he'll call a blocking foul inside against Gavin Wagner with 509 to go. Tough call there as they can get Wagner on that one. But I'll just call it as it is. It's unfortunate to say because you don't like to see this happen. But this is certainly the calls are going in favor of Hopewell. But Calvert team has been very, very animated towards the officials. They tend to remember that as the game goes on. Well, get in the crease up top. He goes down low to Martinez. Now we'll bring it towards the wing. Crease will pump fake with it now up top with five minutes to go in this one. For Hopewell Loudon. He gets the screen from Yarbrough, doesn't he, able to use it. Enters it inside to Elmore. Back out now, Barrier. Barrier yet to put the ball in the deck. Now he will. Move it over to Crease. He'll pump fake. He'll get the screen from Barrier. He'll drive left. Steps back to the elbow. Almost loses the handle as it's poked by Otterbacher, but won't come away with a steal. 
Priest loses his dribble up top. Now Barrier with it. He'll go inside. And, and we'll get a foul called. So we're going to get another one against Calvert with 4.35 to go. Uh, Carter Wolf on that one. I mean, just to be candid, that was a little bit of a push off there from Barrier. But Car Carter Wolf sold that one as if he got tackled by Terry Tate, the old office linebacker commercial. Hopewell ball out of the inbound. Crease will have it in the left corner for the Chieftains. He'll swing it over to Barrier. Back over now Martinez. Martinez driving inside. Cannot get the land to go. And looks like at Elmore for going over the back that time with 425 to go. And uh, over the back there for Elmore. I mean, it's a little tough to call one on him because he's six foot five. This is like, pretty much every time he gets a rebound, he's going over the back of somebody. <laughs> oh, uh, good call there by the officials. Are you supposed to touch another player's back? Are you supposed to? Yes. I don't know who touched somebody's back. Carter Yarbrough was doing lots of palms as he was waiting for the inbound. Oh. But anyway, Palm gets all the way inside. He'll get that one to go from the right side. As that'll cut their deficit back to six with 4.05 left to go. Calvert trailing by six. I don't know. That's a new one for me. Yarbrough reverse lay-in will come up short. Looks like we'll get Schultz for the foul. That, either Schultz or Palm. They will get Schultz. Yeah, Schultz was the one that seemed to be closest to him and made the contact, so good job by the officials. Not tagging Nick Palm by mistake. Listen, Carter Yarbrough to the line with 4.01 left to go. Hopewell leading 38-32. to First free throw from Yarbrough will not fall after making his two free throws earlier on in this one. I got to tell you, Hopewell, I mean, they've been doing some good things defensively, but offensively, they've kind of hit a bit of a lull. Second one up and good from Yarbrough. He'll split the pair that time, lead for Hopewell back to seven as we get under four minutes left to go in this one. Palm gets it into Schultz in the corner. He'll cross-court it over to Otterbacher. No drive inside, now outside. Launching the three will be Wolf. That one won't fall. Rebound grabbed by Wagner, who lays it up and in for Calvert. They deficit it back to five with 3.44 to go. Once again, Gavin Wagner, I'm very impressed by him as a player for a sophomore. Yarbrough inside, somehow got that one to go over the tough defense that time from Calvert. That'll make it 41 to 34 with 3.30 to go. Driving inside his palm in transition, a little strong, but shot then blocked that time by Elmore as Wagner tried to lay it up and in. Now Hopewell back the other way with 3.20 to go. Great defense. I will definitely say they missed a bit of a foul there against um, Elmore. Yarbrough, pull up three, comes up short, rebound grabbed by Wolf as Calvert goes the other direction. It'll be Palm crossing the timeline, up ahead now to Otterbacher, left wing. And let her inside to Wagner. Wagner collides inside as they'll get a foul called. Looks like they'll get that one on Crease with 3.01 to go. That's a big one on Crease. He's one of those guys that likes to jump in at the very last minute to try and break up the pass. And it's a little bit of a high risk, high reward style of playing it because sometimes you get lucky, other times you get caught with a reach in. Rombach checks in, he'll come in for Wolf. Out goes Elmore, in comes Nutter on the Hopewell side. I'm definitely smart with this game, getting a little bit chippier. Get, El get Elmore off the floor, get Nutter out there. A little bit more of an interior defender and enforcer type of player for Hopewell. Palm will inbound, he'll throw it in towards Rombach. Rombach working on Crease. Now bounces it back out to Schultz. Schultz re-entry inside the Rombach. He'll be double teamed, he'll lose the handle. And he comes back with it, but then stolen right back by Crease. And now we'll see Hopewell back the other way. 2.47 left to go. They lead 41-34. Definitely a doable game here for Calvert if they can just break through offensively. 
And for Hopewell, you, you got to get something going a little bit more consistent on the offensive side yourself. Calvert trying to implement a little bit of a half-court trap as Yarbrough goes out of bounds to try and save it. Ends up hitting the baseline before he could save it. So back over now to Calvert with 2.30 left to go as we'll see Coach Otterbacher take the timeout for Calvert. It'll be a 30-second timeout. We'll keep it right here again on both WFOB, WBVI, 41-34 to score. Calvert trailing Hopewell here. Lance Morris, Matt Common with you on both, again, WFOB and WBVI. And like you said, Matt, back and forth. Hopewell, a little bit of a lead, but they've had chances to extend it, but offense has had a couple instances where they've gone into a shell themselves. And for the same token for Calvert, they've gotten a good amount of good looks, just haven't been able to cash in everything they've wanted to. Well, I mean, I've, I've said this in the past, especially during volleyball with Calvert, where it's, there, there's a little bit of both teams really need to stop playing with their food. It's, you're, you're, you're kind of toying with the idea, if you're Calvert, of getting aggressive in the paint, but you're kind of giving it a little bit more hit and miss. You're working it to Wagner only in transition. Otherwise, you seem to still be trying to set up those outside shots, and for Hopewell, the fact of the matter is, with about four and a half minutes to go, they decided that was time to start playing keep away. And they've now gone a little bit cold. If I'm Hopewell, I try to attack the basket a little bit more here because this is not a comfortable enough lead where you can play keep away and expect to win it. Cowher with possession now following the timeout. Schultz almost loses it. Now over to Otterbacher. He'll enter it inside to Wagner. Wagner inside on Yarbrough. He won't get that one to go as he got a little too far under the basket. But now we'll see the sophomore Wagner go to the line with 2.15 to go. And more importantly than that, you're going to get more fouls called. You're starting to get to a point where you're going to get the one-on-ones, and that's why I've been kind of banging the drum for Calvert to start attacking the paint because they've been drawing the fouls pretty much every time. First free throw from Wagner will not fall. Wagner, a 56% free throw shooter coming into today. He's missed a couple of the lines so far. Second one from the sophomore. Up and good. That'll make it 41-35. to 2.15 left to go. Calvert trailing. Uh, full two-possession game now with only two f- ten to go. This is pretty doable for Calvert. Barrier will cross half court. Now for Hopewell, they'll trap Yarbrough as he evades the double team. He'll go away inside and tries to lay it up and in. Will not get it to fall, but does draw the foul. And looks like that one will go on Wagner. That'll be his third with 2.02 to go. And really at this point, you got to keep him out there. I mean, Wagner gives you a presence in the paint that you don't really have otherwise for Calvert the way he's been playing this year. Yarbrough free throw up and good as we'll see. Carter will check in. He'll come in for Jacob Rombach on the Calvert side. Like that decision. Rombach is very good, but you get Wolf out there. He can draw the contact a little bit more. Maybe play a little bit more aggressively than what Wagner can right now because of his foul situation. Second free throw off the mark from Yarbrough. Makes it 42-35. to 35. Calvert trailing, 155 left to go. Palm enters it inside to Wagner. Wagner blitz and lays it up and in. He's able to evade the defense. Makes it 42-37, to 37, 150 to go. And right now, because of how aggressive the defense is for Hopewell, you can get those inside plays to work if you're Calvert. You just got to believe in it and keep executing the way they just did. Hopewell on the offensive side. And we'll... Get a call inside. We'll see what the call is as they will call it on Wolf. That'll be his third, and that'll be the seventh foul against Calvers. So that'll bring it to the one and one part of the game with 135 to go. And a rough one for that to get to the one and one. I mean, I know definitely been some interesting calls tonight. Blake Braley Martinez, 67% free throw shooter. It's certainly not the top choice that I would have in terms of trying to foul somebody. 
So we'll send Martinez to the line for the one and one opportunity. See Elmore back on the floor in place of Nutter on the Hopewell side. A free throw for Martinez, up and good. That'll make it 43 to 37, still 135 left to go. Yeah, now with someone like Elmore out there, you want to have him out there, a little bit more finesse player. Not to try and draw the fouls, not to try and get the contact. That, that's a smart rotation. Second one for Martinez, up and good as well. It'll make it now 44 to 37. Seven point lead for Hopewell Loudon with 133 to go. Baum will bring the ball up the floor. They'll double team him, gets it to Otterbacher. He'll pump fake, now gets it over to Schultz. Schultz finds Wolf, he'll launch the three. He doesn't get the bank that time. Wolf briefly had the board. And it'll be a jump ball as possession here will give it back to Hopewell Loudon with 121 to go. And starting to get to a little bit of too little too late here for Calvert if they want to try and pull away, get a W, or at least tie things up in this one. Do see Calvert come out with a 1-2-2 press to try and either get a turnover or foul relatively quickly as Kreese is now with possession. He'll get it up ahead and Martinez comes down with it. He'll drive baseline and then poked away by Palm. And it'll stay with Hopewell Loudon with 109 to go. Really good defense there by Palm. It's just that you wish you were able to get both hands on. He would have easily come down with that as a pick and been able to go up court in a hurry then. Very well inbound now for Hopewell with 109 to go. They lead 44 to 37. He'll throw it in on the right side towards Crease. Crease double teams. Now he'll draw the foul. See exactly who they call that one on because. Three uh, Seneca's out there have three. And that one will go on Otterbacher now. He has three. Oh, might as well join the club. I'll <laughs> send uh, Evan Kreese to the line with 105 left to go. The 6'4 junior, a 70% free throw shooter coming into tonight. And the free throw up and good on the front end of the one on one. And you knew by the end of this game, Kreese was going to get his shots, get his opportunities. It's. Still a quiet night for him overall, but you look at that scoreboard, he's gotten a lot of help from his teammates. Second free throw off the mark. Long rebound actually will be reined in by Crease. So get it over to Yarbrough in the corner. Now back out to Barrier as counter as uh, we'll see Hopewell look to play Keepaway with 56 seconds to go. They lead by 8, 45 to 37. See if Calvert decides to foul as Martinez now with it. Now over to Yarbrough. As again, we'll see Hopewell look to play some keep away before Barrier will draw the foul. They'll get called for the foul. That'll also be his third. And again, hats off to Hopewell out there. Getting the ball in the possession of people that you really don't want to foul because Blake Barrier is a two-thirds percent shooter from the foul line, 65%. Percent of the one-on-one from Barrier. Up and good. That'll make it a nine-point lead now for Hopewell Loud with 44.3 to go. Really might put things out of reach here for Calvert. Second one from Barrier, up and good as well. And making a 10 point lead now for Hopo with 44.3 left to go as Palm dealing with some pressure. And Yarbrough almost stole it away. And Wolf comes away with it before he hits the deck. Palm gets it up ahead to Elmore there to rein it in as it'll be turned over. Back over now to Hopo Loudon with 33 to go. And now we get a foul called up top on Barrier, full four Barrier with 30.8 to go. That was a lot of contact that didn't get called there. Interesting decision by the officials to kind of wait till that point to finally call the foul. They're at the line yet again. Made both on the last time at the line. 
First one up and good as well. 11 point lead now for Hopewell Loudon with 30.8 left to go. Uh, pay attention as Harry Schultz way down here by himself. Second one off the mark from Barrier. Palm with the board. He'll go up ahead. He'll draw the foul. As that'll now be the sixth team foul against Hopewell Loudon as Coach Otterbacher calling for an intentional foul. It's not going to get one though this time as it'll be one more before we get to a one and one part in favor of Calvert with 28.1 left in this one. And Nadarbaka will inbound right next to his Dan John, the head coach here at Calvert. Palm deep, left wing three. That'll come up short. Gets his own miss, though, as he gets three guys in the air and draws the foul. Now we'll see Palm go to the line with 22.8 to go. I'll tell you what, Nick Palm's a competitor. There's <laughs> no getting around it. He's just a very competitive player. He really does everything that he can for this team, regardless of sport. I mean, he's really just fun to watch. Good, hardworking kid. Palm at the line. First free throw up and good. That'll make it a 10-point game with 22.8 left to go. When you talk about, you know, three-sport guys, and Palm uh, didn't play football this season, but, of course, has been a big part of this basketball team. And Oh, it was just All-State last year in baseball. Yeah, just All-State, you know. And the shot was missed. Otterbacher got the, re the rebound. He went up to take a three. They won't call a foul in his favor. So now we'll get a foul called with 16.4 is... We'll call that one on Wolf, it appears, as it'll give it back to Hopewell Loudon with a chance to officially put the finishing touches on this one. Uh, I mean, the finishing touches really have been on this one here for the last minute, minute and a half. But as it's been very animated between Calvert and the officials for the second half, and feel bad saying it, but there's a reason Hopewell's in the double bonus. Free throw from Evan Kreese, up and good. Extending the Hopewell Loudon lead with 16.4 left to go. Uh, that should just about ice things here. Four Chieftains in double figures. The lone starter not in double figures will be Elmore. And Priest knocks in his second of the free throws, makes it 50 to 38. 15 seconds left to go as Elmore pokes that one away, and they're actually going to call him for the foul. So I'm going to call him right back to the line. As Crease and Company are looking at him, like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> What, what are you doing, man? So, Nick Palm to the line yet again and talked about his uh, skill on the baseball diamond, and he'll uh, continue to do so, of course, for Calvert in his senior season, but also will be taking his talents to join his dad over at Finley and join their baseball team. Yeah, they're getting a good one with him. I mean, very talented fielder. What he's able to do at the plate as well. Very high average hitter. Let's see, he's... Really, I'd say one of those three, four tool style athletes when it comes to baseball. That's really something impressive. As Palm knocked in the both of those free throws to make it 50 to 40, and Hopewell Loudon will just dribble out the remainder of this one. It'll be a 50 to 40 win as Hopewell gets a little bit of revenge in the second matchup with Calvert. That they do, and I mean, a good, tough matchup for both these teams. But at the end of the day, fouls and adjustments in the second half, a little too much to overcome for Calvert. As it's now a, oh, house very interesting at the top of the SPC. Makes it just that much more interesting. Yes, that's the, the mud pit that is the top of the SPC this season continues to look the part. It's just, my goodness, it's, somebody's got to win this conference this year. 
Well, that was just the uh, second league loss for Calvert now as their only other one was back to Oldford. That was only their second game of the year back in uh, early December. Yes. And, you know, on the on the Hopewell side, their only loss in the league before, you know, at all was to Calvert the first time they played. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I mean, it's... So now, for the time being, at least Hopewell on top of the SBC. I say, at, at this particular point, we don't know what's going on. If Old Fort was, is Old Fort playing tonight? If they are, they're probably not playing a team that could beat them. Uh, so it's, uh, as of this exact moment. Because we know the top two, two of the top teams were right here. The next team behind them is New Regal. They don't play New Regal until the last game of the year. So, so as of right now, yes, we can't confirm that Hopewell Lund is at the top of the SBC. Is that going to be the case by the end of the night? Is that going to be the case by the end of the weekend? It'll be the case by the end of the night. I feel confident saying that. Most likely. I, I would agree with you on that one. But, it's, again, it's, it is very, very hectic and muddied at the top of the SPC. And, I mean, both these teams being extremely good, having great nights tonight, just a little bit better of a night for Hopewell. That kind of validates my opinion that the SPC is just someone has to win this, but there's probably three or four teams that really have a good, compelling argument to win it. So, going to make for an interesting tail end of this broadcast season for the regular season, see who ends up coming away with the title in the SBC because it's really out of Calvert, Hopewell, Old Fort, and New Regal. It's really anybody's game at this point. So still a handful of uh, very good basketball games to be played here in the SBC River. I know we'll have uh, Hopewell against Old Fort, round two of that one. It'll be, I think, a little less than two weeks away for that one. As, Somewhere as said, around that. As I said before, uh, Hope, uh, or Old Fort will play New Regal one more time and right the near the end of the season, either their last game or second-to-last regular season game. So at least some of those matchups, lots of lots of good things still to see. Oh, plenty of good things still to see. Plenty of good basketball still to be played for all these teams in the SBC. That's why, again, it's those where it's like, yeah, as of tonight... Hopewell Loudon is first in the SBC. Whether that's true next Monday or two Mondays from now or come postseason time, that remains to be seen because it really is anybody's conference at this point. But Hopewell certainly with a nice statement win tonight, splitting the pair on the season between them and Calvert, coming away with a little bit of a revenge win, as you alluded to tonight. So again, a win for Hopewell Loudon, 50-40, to 40, your final scores. They continue their winning streak and move it now to 7 in a row and you know, the last time I mean the last time they lost was uh, the game last time one of the games I saw was near the end of this uh, the 2022 calendar in that game against Pandora Gilboa I watched you know watch Pandora Gilboa lose on a buzzer beater last Friday so yes yes you did Pandora Gilboa a very good team in their own right near the top of the BBC so it just goes to show you all of Hopewell's losses I mean granted there are only three once to Mohawk they might be the top seed in this district when it's all said and done because all these teams could play again in the postseason, keep in mind. That's very true. Calvert obviously beat Hopewell the first time they played and then that PG game that I mentioned before. Those are only three teams that Hopewell's lost to. They're all really good teams. Yeah, and Hopewell's looked good throughout the season. I mean, it's really not been, uh, oh, they're having a rough go or it's been a little bit hit and miss. It's You just hit the nail on the head. They played top-tier teams. They've played elite-level teams throughout this season then they really have looked good at different times. I mean, really, that Calvert loss was... It was only a five-point loss, a five too, the point, first time was, they played. It was a five-point loss. You mentioned the buzzer beater. And then the one against Mohawk, it was competitive. Don't know the score offhand, but I do remember it not being 
considered a blowout or a runaway. It was a competitive game for both teams. So, yeah, make no mistake, this is a good region. This is a good area for high school basketball. And it continues to not get the level of respect that it probably should. However, flip side of it, girls' side is absolutely getting the respect that it should with some of the teams ranked statewide in the area, including Faustoria, who I believe is now number two in the state. They're either number two or number three overall. I don't think they're ranked. They are for girls, yes. In the AP Bulls? Yes, AP Bulls. If they are, then I missed that. I would say definitely check it again. Because Liberty Benton just got ranked in the AP Bulls. No, AP Bulls for their division. Last I checked, Faustoria is actually ranked as number three. And they're going in that game against Woodmore as the number three. Maybe coaches poll, maybe AP. I, say, I don't think it's the AP poll. Unless I completely missed it. One of one of the polls. One I, of the polls. I, I had it presented to me. The North or the South poll. I couldn't figure out which one. I couldn't identify what animals were nearby to determine it. But it's, again, I, I talk about this every year. Between basketball, football, baseball. Even when it does happen, it's so few and far between. This region for sports gets such, frankly, I'll just... Go ahead and say it. Such disrespect in terms of rankings, in terms of respectability, in terms of how the state as a whole feels about the region. It's almost as if they assume that the only teams that matter are like the two or three there in the Toledo area, and then the rest of it is just a bunch of also rans. That couldn't be farther from the truth. There are some great basketball teams in this area. We got to watch two of them tonight, two of the best in the area, and I, I'd put them up against most teams easily in the air, especially in their division. I put them up against anybody in their division without thinking twice about it. So well, who knows? Maybe a very uh, very rough, muddied SBC that goes down the final week might actually be good for the overall region, that you actually have enough teams that are ranked, competitive, and doing good things that might actually help put some respect in this area once again. Thank you for listening to High School Basketball here on both WFOB and WBBI. A big thanks, as always, to our producer for tonight, pushing all the buttons, make sure we're on both stations. Bart Wilson back at the Tri-County Broadcasting Studios doing, of course. Oh, definitely doing the Lord's work tonight. We had a lovely discussion about Disney movies during halftime. Thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a great conversation. And, no, Bart does an amazing job. For those of you that don't know, Bart kind of runs both stations Whenever we have, like, multiple well, games going. Not really kind of. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's not kind of. He does. So when we say he's doing the Lord's work, it's literally because we probably are not able to go on air if Bart Wilson's not around. I mean, it's he's, my, my goodness, he, he he puts the work in. We're, we're more than happy to have him. And of course, whenever we talk Tarzan and Disney's Hercules and stuff like that, totally makes the conversation better. Uh, from my broadcast partner, Matt Common, this is Lance Moore signing off from Bascom. Thank you for listening to our coverage of high school basketball on both WFOB and WBVI. One final time, Hopewell getting a little bit of revenge in round two against Calvert. They win by a score of 50-40. to 40. Thank you again for listening. Have a great rest of your night, everybody. It's time for... That's right, time to go. This has been High School Basketball on Classic Hits 96.7 WBBI. And online on WBBI.com. High School Basketball has been brought to you by Blanchard Valley Health System, Cooper Service, Warner Automotive, Frickers, Roto-Rooter. By Iron Workers Local 55, Northwestern Water and Sewer District, Wilson Tire, 
Rip by MJ Brown Construction Company, Premier Bank, Financial Design Insurance Agency, Schaefer's by Snyder's Flooring Outlet, Ohio Automotive Supply, Seneca Mill Work, and by the Ropey Corporation. Anyway, one last item of business before we go. Join us next time for another great matchup of high school basketball. Finished. Finito. High School Basketball is a production of TCB Holdings Incorporated.